opposition no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and your faithfulness. We thank you for bringing us to fellowship this evening. We ask the Lord you will teach us to understand your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Grace and grant us with understanding in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis chapter number 35. I'm doing from the verse number 1 to the verse number 15. Genesis chapter number 35. From the verse number 1 to the verse number 15. It's about the life of Jacob and it's about what I was sharing or talking to you about beginning of the year which I promise that I will continue so that you can get the full impact and the full understanding of whatever you are supposed to grasp as far as the year is concerned and as far as your life and your business and everything that concerns you should be organized so that it can help you to maximize the benefit of the season. And so I looked through and realized there is a character we need to be able to take through this journey, which is Jacob, his encounters with God and how he has to go through things to get himself on the, on the right track as far as his life is concerned. And I believe each and every one of us can situate himself or herself within the context of this and understand where God is leading you to be able to maximize the season and the time. Every season has its own opportunities and has its own advantage and disadvantages. Um, it depends upon how you are able to position yourself and it depends upon your understanding of the time and the season for you to maximize the blessings and the benefit that comes with it. And this particular scripture, Jacob had had his own encounters and experiences with God, but now he has come to this particular point where he needs to make a decision. And that decision is to be made for his future and for that not only of himself but his family as well. But this one, God has to come in to rescue him out of the challenge. Which has to do with an ensuing problem in Genesis 34 about his daughter being raped, Dinah being raped and bringing all kinds of challenges. Where he was actually was not where he determined to be in his life among those people. Because when he had an encounter with God in Bethel, which was loose previously and became better by his encounter, he made a vow that if the Lord takes him to wherever he's going and brings him back, he's actually going to come there and settle and then stay. But the problem is that he went back, he, he got the blessings of the Lord as he has made with him, but he didn't come back to better and he settled in Padaram. He had these challenges and decided that no, 
Now it is time to retrace my steps. So God comes here and says, listen, with all that you are going through, go back to Bethel. So that brings me to Genesis 35. And I want you to follow me. As I finish with you, I'll give you the title and then we'll move on. So then God said to Jacob, arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there. And make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel. And I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands and the earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob eat them under the turban tree which was by Shechem. And they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to lose that is Bethel which is in the land of Canaan. He and all the people who were with him and he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel because there God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse died and she was buried below Bethel under the terrible tree so the name of it was called Alam Bakov. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padaram and blessed him. And God said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall no longer, your name shall not be called Jacob anymore. But Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. Also God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you and kings shall come from your body. The land which I give to Abraham and Isaac I give to you and to your descendant after you I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him. A pillar of stone and he poured a drink offering on it and he poured oil on it. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him better. Amen. This evening as we are listening to the teaching service, I want you to understand that the journey of life has its good times and its bad times. But as a child of God, one of the things you have to understand is that God orchestrates your life. If only you can allow him. Because he tells us in this world that we should be anxious for nothing. But in all things with prayer and supplications and thanksgiving, we should make our request known unto him. Then the peace of God, our personal understanding, shall garnish our heart or flood our hearts. So in other words, if I have anything at all, once I know God is in charge of my life, I don't become anxious, but I commit it into his hands. And whilst I trust him to help me, then it means that he will help me to do it. It's just like you have your car. If you have not permitted anyone to drive or to be in the, in the steering or the wheel, behind the wheel to drive, you can be in it, but the car cannot move you. You don't know how to drive it. But when you say, okay, take over and drive, then you need to sit down by the passenger side and allow the person to drive you. The same thing is about the life that we live with God. God cannot force himself to take over our steering wheel. But we have to allow him to take over and then we will sit at the passenger side and allow him to drive us to our destination. In this scenario, you realize that Jacob was having a challenge, but God comes through and says that he should arise. God will always speak to us. He will always speak to us and he's always speaking. In moments of difficulty or in moments of good times or whatever, God is still speaking to us. His words are always available. The question is, are we listening? You are not alone. Whether you are a believer or you are an unbeliever or whatever, you are not alone. The God presence and the God factor is always there. You meet someone who will tell you that I never knew God, but at one point I was about to commit suicide and then I heard a voice. 
the voice you heard is not just any voice, but it's the voice of the Lord. And that voice speaks to the person, the person will not commit the suicide, and today the person is saved. There was no preacher man or a pastor or a prophet preaching to that person around that time. But what actually happened is that God intervened because God loves all of us. Are you understanding it? So it is important for you to understand this critical thing about your life. That it is not about you, but it is about God. Amen. And when you allow God to take over absolutely, he will absolutely control whatever concerns your life. The issue and the challenge we have is that a lot of us have problems. But we sometimes can't trust God to handle it. And even if you said we trust God to handle it, the challenge is that once we have given it to God, we are holding another side of it. Amen. So you are saying, God, I have handled, I have surrounded everything to you. But once you said I have surrounded, you are also holding some part of it, the whole thing and say, God, maybe let me watch through it. See, when you say you have surrendered to God, it means that you stop worrying about the issue. That is the whole thing. When you say, God, into your hands, I commit everything, it means that from that day on, you cease to be in charge of the issue. So you don't care about, you don't worry again. You leave God to do it. But you cannot tell God, I have handed over the situation to you, and at the same time, you are worrying. Amen. Bible tells us we should commit our ways into the hands of the Lord. Our ways into his hands. And he shall do what? Direct our path. So you can imagine I said I've committed my ways into God's hands and I'm still asking God after I've done it, I also want to find my own path. Then there will be chaos. So the issue is not about God cannot do it. The issue is that do we trust God enough? Amen. To do that which he said he would do with our life. That is where the challenge is. The trust bit. The surrender bit. The giving up bit. The one to say that take over completely and let me see what is happening. Like the example I gave about the driver and the passenger. Amen. If, if, if you, if you are a passenger and you are sitting in the car and the driver is driving and you are trying to dictate for the driver and you are saying that, uh, let me, let me take the wheel or you can imagine you sitting on the passenger's seat and then the driver is driving and you are holding part of the steering. Who is actually controlling the car? Amen. Accident will be inevitable. I don't know whether you have... Can you imagine the whole picture? You are sitting at the front seat. Passenger seat at the front seat. The driver is the one on the accelerator holding the steering wheel. Whether it's automatic or it's manual. And then you are sitting there. And then whilst he's driving... Before you could say, Jack, you're also holding part of the steering. So he's holding half and you're also holding half. So who is touching the portal and who is? You definitely have divided attention. You have a pro, you have a challenge. We call it division, which is division. And wherever there is division or division, there is chaos. A lot of us in our life, there is chaos because we have a division, a division. We have given the steering wheel to God, but we are holding part of the steering. This evening, if you can allow God, he will take control. But can you surrender? The message I was sharing with you on is entitled Rebuild to Take Over. Which I started from the 31st night. If you were following me and you were here, I started from 31st night on Rebuild to Take Over. Because I see a lot of opportunities out there as the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord was revealing to me concerning the year 2017. But the critical thing is that how do we or how can we utilize these opportunities all over the world. Whether in the area of business, personal life, our educational life, marital life, family life, 
whatever area, how can we effectively take advantage of the wind that is blowing? And remember, like I said, every year can present itself with opportunities or with challenges. Depending upon how or where you belong. Amen. But you cannot maximize the advantage and opportunities of a season if you don't understand the season one and two, if you don't have knowledge how to go about it. So that is why I'm taking you through this journey. To rebuild, like I said from my presentation earlier, is to build something again after it has been damaged or destroyed. To make important improvement or changes in something. So we rebuild by putting together something that was originally there, but for one reason or the other has collapsed. So we are coming back to put it. And why are we rebuilding? Because we see that that building or that structure that collapsed, that edifice, that thing is important to stand. But something has happened to it and we need to put it back. And in rebuilding, you, you can rebuild your life again. How do you build your life? When you find that in your life, once upon a time, you are some, you were doing well or things were going well. Something happened to you. A contrary wind blew and it affected your life. It crumbled your business. It crumbled your life. It crumbled your joy. It crumbled your determinations, your dreams and your everything. It doesn't mean you can give up because Bible says that the righteous shall fall seven times and seven times it shall rise again. That is a rebuilding process. Amen. Bible said that God said he will give us beauty for what? Every ashes. It's a rebuilding what? process. Which means that as a child of God, you don't give up. On January in life, you don't need to give up until you are in the grave. But as long as you have life and you have breath, you just have to always, wherever you, you fall, just rise up again, dust yourself and move on. Try until you can try no more. I remember when we were growing up, we learned a point that says that if at once you try and you don't succeed, try again. I don't know whether you know of that point. It teaches you character, it teaches you determination, it teaches you fortitude. Life will not give you what you want, you have to demand from life. This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233-249-39-3361 Email us revismila at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. If you always be at the mercy of life and throw your hands in the air, life will bully you big time. Believe what I am telling you. It will bully you very, very well. So that is why you need to be strong in your inner man. Amen. You need to set your face like a flint without looking anywhere. You need to fall and rise. You need to cheer yourself on. Bible says that as we are surrounded, Hebrews 12, as we are surrounded with a, a great cloud of witnesses. 
so there are witnesses who are this witness. There are people who are falling and they have risen. There are people who were near death and they escaped. There are people who thought God is not coming through for them, but they still persevered and went through. The Shadrach, the Meshach, the Abednego's. Amen. The Davids, the Daniels, and all those people. It's important for you to know that they persevered through their faith and got to where God wanted them to be. So you and I cannot fail God. Amen. So you need to rebuild your courage again. You need to rebuild your confidence. You need to rebuild your, your vision. You need to rebuild your dreams. Maybe you had that dream before. You thought it's over. Rebuild it again. David, uh, uh, what do you call it? Joseph was in prison, but he never gave up on his dream. Amen. His brothers rejected. They sold him. The guy went through so many, but his dream was before him. He rebuilt that confidence day in and day out. You read the story of Nehemiah, the broken walls of Jerusalem. The guy didn't give up. He still find a way to go back and rebuild that walls again. You can rebuild your business. You can rebuild your career. You can rebuild your marriage. You can rebuild your life. You can rebuild whatever concerns you. Wherever you are and wherever you are, wherever you are sitting, listening to me this evening, I just came to encourage you that it is not over until it is over. You can rebuild and you can take over again. You can rebuild and take over again. Don't say, oh, it used to be like this. Yes, it used to be, but it can be this time again. Your life is not past. The season is not gone. You still have opportunity and you still can make the difference that you want to make in your life. If only you believe in God and you can put in trust in him. So that is the, the essence of my title, Rebuild. Because a lot of us are finding it difficult to pick up, pick up our pieces again. Amen. A lot of us are finding it difficult to pick up our pieces again. A man entered into somebody's office and saw a very nice description. A painting, very nice painting on the wall. And the painting is simple. It is an abandoned sheep on a land where there is no water. The sea is far away from where the boat is situated. The person who looked at the picture felt discouraged because to him, I mean, a boat situated on a place where there is no water. Very nice boat. And then the distance between the boat and the water is far. There is no way the water can reach out to where the boat is. Yet the boat is sitting there on the soil. The man looks at it and tells his friend, he said, what kind of picture you have put behind you? Because this thing doesn't inspire. It actually demotivates. And the man laughed. And he said, there is something you are not seeing. He said, what is it? He said, I want you to know that the tides will come back again. What does he mean? He's trying to say that once upon a time, this boat enjoy the sea you are seeing. The sea used to be here, but it's gone this way. But I want to assure you that the water will still come back one day. So I am not giving up. The boat is there to let you know that my dream is not gone. My potential is not gone. I will still bounce back because it's about time for you to know that the tides will come back again. So this evening, I just want you to know that to rebuild means that you don't give up no matter what you are going through. 
Just picture your boat. People will look at that boat sitting there looking at the water and said, oh, you are wasting your time. When will it come back again? But Bible says that hope does not disappoint. As you trust in the Lord every day, every morning, every time, every season, keeping your faith, praying, one day, one day, the waters will come back. And before you know, you are sailing again. And you are going back. So I challenge you to rebuild. Rise up without tenacity and without grace, without hope again. And then build what you are broken down. Or build the things that you might personally have caused your own building or your own life to have broken down. But don't give up. Amen. Forgive yourself and pick up and make the best out of the season and the time. To take over is to take, to take over is to be in charge. To take over is to find yourself again at the top. To take over is to be, to be in charge again as you used to be. There might be good old days, but you can also have good pleasant days of the now. Amen. So all that it means is that if once you are able to put yourself together, you can instantly take charge of the situation and move on to become what God wants you to be. If you realize the life of Jacob as I read in Genesis chapter 35, let me quickly take you there to show you some key things and I'll come back to the seven things to rebuild. You realize that at this point, Jacob's life is as a standstill. He doesn't know what to do because of the incident in 34. If you have time and you read it, you'll understand. But because he is in tune with God, I believe he went to God in prayer. Because you see, when you draw closer to God, you hear God. Amen. If you, if you are attentive, you hear the voice of the Lord. Because God is speaking. He's, he look, even behind the car, he's speaking to you. The bed, that whispered, or that was singing, God was speaking to you. The leaf, the tree by your backyard, God is speaking through that tree. That friend of yours, that movie, the television you are watching, God is speaking. God can use everything to speak to you. Sometimes you are expecting God to come in a in a serious wind. My son, my daughter, I am here. Can you hear me? With a deep baritone voice and say, yeah, God is speaking to me. No, 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 no. Sometimes God doesn't speak to you that way. He can speak to you in very... In fact, God can speak to you through your child. Even your dog. Amen. Hello? He can speak through through the working tool you are using. He can speak to you even at the bus stop and the incident that happened at the bus stop. Everything God uses to talk to us. Amen. So this situation, Jacob find himself to, to everybody or to anyone that it will happen to. Um, your daughter is raped. Your sons went and attacked the, the indigenous of the land and the indigenous of the risen up against you and they want to fight you and to kill you. I mean to everybody to be a disaster. But in the midst of the challenge and the contention, God was speaking. So how can Jacob hear if he's not attentive? Because sometimes you know, you and I can testify. When so many things is overwhelming your life, you don't even see reason. You don't even hear anything. Because how can I hear when I'm in trouble? When even somebody is encouraging, you say, you don't understand. If you know what I'm going through, you will not tell me what you are telling me. Amen. But whether we like it or not, somebody will not be in what you are in. But the person is standing out so that he can pull you out of that thing. So if you cannot agree with the person to 
take the person's encouragement, then you will sink. Because he's the one that can stretch his hand to deliver you from it. So here God comes on the scene and said, Jacob, arise. The word arise there simply connotes that when the whole thing happened, Jacob put his tools down. He, he stopped working. He stopped doing everything. He was at a standstill. Yet he needed to progress in life. So God comes in and said, arise and go up to Bethel. There is always a specific place for you to go and rebuild again. Sometimes the environment you are in will not help you to reconstruct. It's better you take a break and separate yourself. It's better you have a retreat one alone with God to rebuild the challenge again. It is important that when maybe you are you face a challenge of a breaking out of a disappointment of a relationship, immediately you face it. A lot of the problem is that immediately we face it. Then the next man comes and you accept him to help you nurse your injury. It's a wrong approach. Amen. When you suffer that challenge or that loss, what you do is that you have to rewind. You have to leave the scene. You have to leave that thing to rebuild and to heal your wounds. Allow time to pass. Amen. Don't allow anyone to help you to heal your wound. It's wrong. When the person comes in to help you in that relationship to help you heal your wound, what it means is that you become vulnerable because around that time you are vulnerable. Your defensive walls are broken. So it is important to hide yourself and rebuild yourself so that you can assess relationship better. It's important. When you are a business person and you make mistakes with your business, your business crashes, don't quickly jump to, 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 quickly said you are putting together. You have to arise. In other words, you have to separate yourself and go to a place to reassess what really happened that I made those losses. What really happened that I had those things. Re-examine the whole thing again. And then you can have fresh ideas to rebounce back and re-strategize to take over the market because the market will still be there. Am I preaching to somebody? So it is important. When you fail, you need to take stock. So that you can, and God says, arise. In other words, reconscientize yourself. Relaunch out. Rework on yourself. So that you can get to where I want you to get and go to battle because battle is the place of revelation and encounters. And sometimes you need to be in an atmosphere that will challenge you, not an atmosphere that will dampen your faith and your spirit. When you are broken and you are down, you should know where to go to. You, when you are broken and you are down, you should know what to listen to. It's not everything you can listen to. You need to listen to things that inspire because around that time, your, your defensive force are broken. So you need to be reshaped up again. Amen. And God is saying that leave these people and move to battle because in battle, you have better pictures and memories of my encounters with you. And that will stir up your dreams again, your faith again, your joy again. Sometimes there's a need for you to go and walk in those old places you used to walk before and the things that you saw doing before to reminiscence and to challenge your dream again and to activate some zeal in you. Sometimes you need to go and take some old pictures and watch yourself and see the things you were doing, the exploit and to challenge you and to motivate you again that, hey, it is not over. I can do something again. You can shake yourself even out of sickness and disease, if you are able to go back to certain positive things of your life, it can help your hormones to rebuild again. It's important. 
When you are down, don't look for things that are down. Don't involve yourself with friends that will talk you down. Get people that will inspire you. Don't tell me about what I did and failed. Talk to me about how I can get up. Amen. And that is what he mean by to arise and rebuild. God didn't come in and say, hey, hear me, Jacob. Why did you, why did you come to Bethel and went to Padaram? And you see what has happened to you? And you see why Dana has been raped? No, 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 no. God is a positive speaker. He comes into the situation. He knows that man has done this. He knows that this is where the challenge is. But first of all, he said, arise. Because he knows that when you arise, he can now rebuild your life and put you on the right track. It's only the devil that condemns us. But the Lord has not condemned. He encourages us. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435 You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you.